Yeah. And this and this is Wayne. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> we are partners in this Across the Tracks podcast. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus because life has been taking place in both um, our worlds, uh, whether we are here, whether we're in Indianapolis or Colorado Springs, E-Town of Florida, you know, life happens and we just haven't had a chance to really get back together and things has, has happened. But we're back now. And so a lot of things has happened since our last broadcast. So tonight's episode, we will um, kind of just do a potpourri, you know, uh, what's on our mind, talk about some things that's going on current, past, uh, whether it's sports, politics, or life in general. Uh, that's where we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we're in a new year. So the last time we were on, it was last year. So <laughs> it was last yeah, year, the last time. 2023, my friend. It is 2023. 2023. Yeah. 2023. Oh, my goodness. Just yeah. think in 1975, we left Elizabethtown High School. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're coming up on uh, what a couple of years. It'll be 50 years, uh, 50 year years. reunion. Yeah. A couple of years. So hopefully, Lord willing, we're around to see that and be a part of that and yep. uh you know fellowship with uh, our fellow classmates from that time so it's uh you know it's just a blessing to be here see uh, another year and um, so far 2023 has gotten off to a uh, tremendous blast <laughs> <laughs> yeah 50 years ago man we were sophomores at elizabethtown high school uh, that is correct that yes, is sir. correct elizabethtown senior high school we had it, just made the leap from tk stone <laughs> Yep. Junior high, which was six, seven, no, yes, seven, eighth, and ninth grade. Yep, seven, eighth, and ninth grade. Yep. And, and made that leap up to uh, Elizabethtown High School uh, that that summer of uh, that summer of seventy two, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, seven and seventy three. Of course, we had to do the old initiation thing, which we talked about before. We had to yep. had to run from all the senior <laughs> senior classmen at Elizabethtown High School. Uh, yeah, uh, you remember those days? Oh yeah, as soon as soon as the football game was over, take off and <laughs> run and get 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 out of Dodge. <laughs> you yeah. didn't want to get caught. <laughs> didn't want to get caught by the upperclassmen. That is right, because they so. were going to torture you or something like that. But that was oh, yeah. years ago, and then. Yep. A couple years from now, as we mentioned earlier, we'll be having our 50th uh, high school reunion or high school uh, graduation, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, uh, I think I was reading, I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, uh, Bobby Hansen. Do you remember Bobby Hansen? Bobby Hansen. I don't remember that. Uh, Well, she passed. Uh, They had that one. Barbie. Yeah, Barbie Hansen. Yeah, she passed. Oh, she did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was on the. Uh, I, I, it was either Charlie Riggs or someone put it out there that uh, she had passed. So. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Remember Barbie Hanson? She she her mom always used to pick us up and take us to mm-hmm. back across town. 
you know, uh, yeah. whenever there was a party out in Helmut Heights or Indian Hills, yeah. something like that. And Barbie Hanson was there, her mom in her little uh, Rambler station wagon <laughs> would um, pick us up and bring us back, bring us back across the town. Now, uh, many times, you know, some things that we talked about before that we didn't we didn't know that white folks called the bottom skillet town. Right, right. We mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, we had talked about that. So that's, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, some. I, I think it was Charlie um, or someone. I, I saw it and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Yes, sir, man. It's, uh, you never know. You know, yeah. you never know. Like I said, hopefully, Lord willing, we're around two years from now to participate uh, in the class of 75 reunion. And, you know, it's always good, man, just to, to get together and fellowship with people and, and, you know, see how they're doing in their lives and catch up with folks and, you know, see how they're doing. And just, it's, it's real cool, man. Cause you never know. You never right. know. Life is short. Right. Tomorrow's yeah. not promised to anybody. That's for no, sure. no, it is not. No, it is not. All right. Uh, what we got on top? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah, that's the topic tonight is what's on our mind. So I think the first thing um, that's on my mind is, uh, which it's on a lot of people's mind these days, is, um, and I'm just going to call it for what it is, it is the, the shit show that is happening in Washington, D.C. We have a new Congress in. They came in. I think they all got uh, sworn in on January the what was it a couple of weeks ago they all got sworn in and now that's sworn in on the third third uh, yeah took, uh, five days yeah five days eight. or so 15 yeah. tries 14 tries for them to elect a speaker so just a total shit show of everything and now we're faced with the fact that uh this crazy wing of the republican party is uh you know, basically calling the shots because the speaker that they elected, he has no power and uh, he has no moral courage to stand up to these people. So uh, what, that's what's on my mind is what 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 is going to happen here? Because we got a debt ceiling uh, crisis looming and a wing of, of, of his party, of the Republican Party. I think they want to just shut the government down, make their point. So. Uh, that's going to be terrifically bad for people like you and I and people that we know that, you know, are not rich, you know, that are going to take the brunt of this, man, because a lot of people are, are going to lose their jobs. Probably the economy is going to tank uh, people who are expecting benefits from the government. That's going to be stalled all because these people want to make a point and uh, they're not leaders in any sense of the word. I, I can't believe that he bargained away all his power to these knuckleheads uh, that are going to be basically telling him what to do. He's beholden to these people. So he's a speaker in name only, which that's what he can say. He can stand and say, see, Ma, I'm the speaker of the house, but you don't have any power, dude. You have, you have ransomed your power away to all these crazy ass people um, that, that mean uh, no good toward the United States of America. So that's what's on my mind. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm a follow up on that. <laughs> You know, Kevin McCarthy, a lot like Eugene McCarthy from the 1950s, same name, not related, but the same idiots. Um, 
you could tell that it's more important to him to have a title. Yep. It is to basically do what's best for the American people. You know, I, I, I'm going to be the Speaker of the House, you know, and I'm going to sell my house, the farm, and let all these crazy people uh, control me just so that I can get the gavel, so people can stick a camera in my face all the time, because yep. that position is more important than what's go- doing what's good for the American people. You know, when you have idiots like Marjorie Taylor Greene and your your homegirl, Lauren Bober, <laughs> and Jim Jordan mm-hmm. and Steve Perry, you give those people platforms and then they're going to be serving on these committees that are going to, quote unquote, investigate the investigators. Right. And as you mentioned, it's going to be it's going to be bad. It's they're not about governing. They are about theatrics. Yep. OK. Uh, it took 15 votes for him to basically. Give those people some KY gel. <laughs> some extra lube <laughs> and then he turn around between these meetings in recess and then they jamming up his behind yep. because he was more interested in becoming the speaker than keeping the crazies out and yeah, as far as I'm concerned all those people want to do is try to find a way of keeping their names in the headlines. Mm-hmm. It's all about that. You know, um, they're not happy unless there's someone or something to hate. Okay. And so they'll let these, these people, you know, give them positions so that he can become the speaker of the house. Let alone you get some idiot from upstate New York or from uh, New York to uh, Long Island who's lied about everything, (laughs) you know, and then the Speaker of the House who needs that person's vote. He's lied about everything on his resume, where he went to school, uh, his name, everything. And they says, well, the, the people voted for him, so we're just going to let the cycle go through, because he knew that he promised him something, that he would get voted the Speaker of the House. Yep. On top of that, you have some fool like Paul Gosar, let's put his name in there too, uh, you know, who is an admitted racist, whose parents, brothers, siblings, has kicked him to the curb, mm-hmm. you give him a committee. Yep. So, you know, it's it's not going to be good the next two years. And, and as you mentioned, we got this debt ceiling thing that's coming up. And uh, they did it before. Uh, Orange Julius Caesar um, said that I, I'll just shut down the government. I'll do it myself. And he did. Yep. And And that was that was painful, man. That was that was painful. If people remember that, that was extremely painful. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. 
But it's 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 to me, man. It's it's, and we've talked about this before. How pathetic this is that there is no way under the sun a minority person would get away with a lot of the crap that these guys seem to turn a deaf ear and eye to. You know, you you wouldn't get away with it. There's no way you or I, if we were running for office and we fabricated our resume about everything, there's no way, man, we're going to be investigated for everything. And there's no way we're going to be seated in the Congress of the United States of America. No way. Well, let me, let's, let's look at this. Let's, I'm going I'm to switch it on you for just a little bit. George Santos is a minority. Yep. Okay. That, that is true. That is true. However, he is a Republican. Mm-hmm. And the Republicans don't care about what he's done bad because he's a Republican. If he was a Democrat and he did those things, there's no way in hell the Democrats would let him get away with that. Right. Democrats have always thrown their own people underneath the bus, right. you know, over stuff like that. Just like Al Franken. Al mm-hmm. Franken pretended to hold his hand, his hands up like he was had his hands on some lady's boobs, and they mm-hmm. drummed him out yep. of, <laughs> of the Senate real quick, just just by pretending. Right. So the Democrats are honest and fair, but they'll they'll throw their own out. Republicans have never thrown their own out. That is true. That is true. So George Santos, you know, he's going to stay there for the next two years. The Republicans aren't going to do anything about it because they know that McCarthy's not going to do anything about it because if he goes, that's one less vote that he's going to have because one of the deals that he allowed them to have is that one person can object to him being the speaker of house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> go through the process again and choosing another uh, speaker of the house and do all this stupidness again. Yeah, that that to me was when I saw the things that he agreed to. I'm like, dude, you are stupid as hell. I mean, any of these idiots that you that you've put in power. All they got to do is raise like, oh, I object to you. I want you out and and you're gone. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you're he's an idiot, man. I just it, it's it's appalling, man. It makes you angry when you see the crap that these people do. And it's just uh, it's no biggie. It's business as usual, you know, but right. it's it's hurting the country, man. And it, it, it makes us look bad. In my opinion, it makes us look bad to the rest of the world. You know, don't don't talk to us about our issues. You got mess going on in your backyard. You need to clean up your mess. And we we look bad. I just because of the people that, quote, have been elected to lead our country. These people know nothing about leadership. Nothing. Nothing. Like you said, it's all about theatrics and how much noise can I make and uh, how much of a spectacle can I make of myself? That's it. That's what politics have become now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No one even uses the term public service anymore. No, no. It's no. all politics. No, these people are serving no one but themselves. themselves. And uh, it, it's it's sad to see, man. So um, that's what's on my mind. And you chimed in. But uh, what else is on your mind, my friend? Well, I'm currently down here in the um, 
sunshine state of Florida and our our the Florida governor and the Florida Department of Education has basically said that um, African-American AP classes should not be taught in the state of Florida because they have zero educational values, mm-hmm. zero educational values. Hmm. This was a day after the current president, Ron DeSantis, was calling out the praises of Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> I I have a dream speech, you know. <laughs> yeah, the sound bites what, that, that uh, that's all they know. <laughs> that's all they know. One day, the day of the celebration, he's saying Martin Luther King Jr. is this this great guy, but the next day, he's saying that you can't teach about Martin Luther King Jr., who he was praising the day before. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this state is jacked up. The, legis- the legislatures of states that are totally red, they have super majorities that are Republicans. They do whatever they want to do. They make any rules that they want to make because there's nobody that stands up to them. And a lot of people are so frustrated. I mean, I, I'm frustrated living in the state of Indiana. That's a red state, okay? That there's no Democrats that even run for things. They just say, "Well, what the mm. fuck? I'm, why am I gonna run? I'm gonna lose." Mm. Okay, so AP classes aren't—they have zero educational value. Now, here they say that you can teach AP courses in. European history. Right. Okay. You can teach AP classes in art history. They can teach AP classes in Japanese language and culture, German language and culture, Italian language and culture, Spanish language and culture. But you cannot offer offer African-American studies. Mm. You cannot. Well, it seems to me that if you can only teach European culture, do they talk about Alexander Dumas? Right. Wasn't he European? Yep. He's a black man. And he's black. (laughs) So if... If I'm teaching European history or world history and I bring up Alexander Alexander Dumas, I'm violating the Florida's Constitution. (laughs) Right. According. Yeah. yeah, According. According to their according to uh, their uh, dictator. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If we talk (laughs) about art history, you know, now this would be me. As a history teacher, as soon as we talked about European history, I'm going to bring up black folks in European history. Same way as art history. I'm going to bring up black folks in art history. Mm -hmm. They say that that has 
value. Well, okay, cool. There's a loophole right there, right? Yep, absolutely. Now, we talk about Japanese history. I'm going to bring the black folks up to send Japanese history. Mm-hmm. You know, you know they, they talk about German history, but, you know, a lot of these countries that have had issues in the past, they don't have any problem talking about the issues, the majority. No, nope, nope. You know, the, the, the German kids learn about the Holocaust, Absolutely. even though how bad it was. Yep. How grotesque it was. They tell their people, you should know about this because it happened here, you know, 80 years ago. Right. You know, right. Three generations ago. Right. right. So but what people here don't want to hear is that we want to talk about African-Americans that did things that were positive. But we don't want to talk about the idea that white folks put black folks in slavery because it Mm -hmm. makes white folks look bad. Okay. We can't, we can't talk about that history. We can talk about slavery and how the slave owners really took care of their slaves. Yeah. Yeah. Really took care. (laughs) They treated them kindly. They fed them. They clothed them. They housed them and they did a wonderful thing for them. But they don't talk about the other part of that. Nope. Nope. So it's hypocrisy is this idea that uh, you try to hide the true uh, racist racism in America. You can't you can't change history. You can't delete the bad parts of history. It's nope. Nope. You cannot. man. So I, I was. Somebody, I was out playing pickleball the other day with a guy and he came up and said, you know, there's something, there's something about, you know, uh, people that are, that aren't working for something. And I just kind of looked at it and just kind of said, hmm, so what are you trying to say? Well, we shouldn't be giving out free stuff to people. Okay. And mm. so it's, it's that kind of stuff, you know, and, and you know, and when they say that, you know who they're talking about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, when, when it's been shown that the majority of people that are on welfare in this country are white folks. Yeah. Simply because they are. They got a majority. That's those mm-hmm. statistics are there. But yeah. still. It's them. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, that's that's what's on my mind. Yeah, I I saw that, man. I'm like, what? I mean, you you teach all these other AP courses, but what's the issue with this one? You know, and like you say, man, a lot of these other countries, they don't have they don't have issue with dealing with what has gone on in the past in that in their countries. Right. Japanese kids learn about Japan's involvement in World War Two. Right. It was it was brutal. It was bad. I have to share with you, man. I was. We were on vacation in Hawaii. I was stationed in Japan at the time, and we went on vacation to Hawaii. We went to see, uh, went to stay a week in Honolulu, and so we went out to the Arizona Memorial. And so while we were waiting for the um, the boat that takes you out to the memorial, we're standing in line. We got our tickets, and we're standing in line. Behind me, I heard this lady just going off on somebody like, what are you doing in this line? You have no business being here. How dare you come in? I turn around. It was this white lady 
She was going off on this Japanese gentleman standing in the line, minding his business, but she was berating this guy. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, but I had so much respect for that guy because one, he didn't he didn't come back at her. He just stood there. He took her venom, whatever. But at the same time, he realized, hey, this this was important. That being here was important. And and for him to take the courage to come there, that would to me, that said volumes, man, because of Japan's involvement in World War Two and they attacked Pearl Harbor, you know? Right. But she was giving this guy hell, man. And it's like, why? Why? I mean, like like you're the, the king of the freaking whatever. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> you're, you know? you're a Hirohito. Right. I mean, it's like this guy has a right to be here just like you're here. You know, he wants to be here, whether it's to pay his respects, whatever. He's here. Respect that. But no, she's going off on this guy in front of everybody. And I know the guy felt bad. But, you know, it, it, she's just going off on this dude, man. I'm like, this is pathetic, man. So, yeah, and one thing about Japanese culture is that they wouldn't respond. No. You know, because, you know, that's just their culture. They wouldn't respond to stuff like that. Nope. You know, it's, it's showing respect and reverence, you know, for, for people. They're, right. You right. know, that's just the culture. Right. As, as opposed to you know, here in the United States because of we want to get our point across all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to badmouth someone all the time. Or we want to get our point across and uh, make other folks feel bad because right. of, for whatever reason, we because we have, you know, the First Amendment. Right, right. You know? and, and, speaking of the, and speaking of the First Amendment, what about those students that want to learn uh, African-American right. history? Right. What right. happens to their First Amendment rights? Right. Again, Wife and I were talking about the other day, man, these idiots, these idiots, and there's a lot of them, they have decided to tell the American people, and we talked about it here all the time, man, and it's true. It's it's as true as we're talking on this microphone. Your rights are what I tell you your rights are. That's it. Your rights are what I tell you your rights are. And that's that's where we are, man. Yeah. A, a few are dictating to the, to, to the many. And by 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 DeSantis, he's he's a punk ass too, man. I, he's a punk ass because he thinks nobody will stand up to him, and right now nobody is. Right. But he's a he's a Trump wannabe. He's a punk ass, but he's deciding for everybody in Florida, you're not going to learn about this aspect of American history. It's American history, but you want you you know you, I, I, it irritates me, man. It I, irritates. I, I, I heard some lady, there's some lady down here that has some group, you know, I'll just say the group is parents first. And she and she said that the reason that she objected to the AP African-American course is that it doesn't show uh, Americans as none with with no color. You know, she only wants American history and courses to not reflect any color. That's why her group objects to African-American history classes. I mean, African-American studies. 
because it will show bias. And it will show there's color here or there. Well, I say she is the yeah America. You mean you you don't want to show color? You it's impossible not to have or show color in America. But let's look at the flip side of this. Your 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 son and daughter, my daughter, and other people's kids that we know that were black. Guess what? They went to school, elementary school, junior high, high school. They hardly ever learned anything about people that look like them. All they were taught were people that look like you every day. Yep. So what what what's up with that? You know, you 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 want it both ways. You want it no, that's not that. You want it your way. But for years, our kids learned hardly nothing about the people from our community that made this country great. All they learned about was was the people that they know about. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, who else? The big three or four that they know about. They learned nothing about our culture. It It was a steady digest of what these white men, the founders of this country, and that's who they learned about all the time. A lot of the black history that my daughter learned, probably your son and her, they got it from us. Right. Because we read, we studied what not. They got it from us. So that's bullshit for her to say that. Bullshit. Yeah, well, that's here. That's here in Florida. But that but that's 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 the only defense that it's going to make my kids feel bad. Right. Well, you know what? I heard this guy the other day. I forget his name. He's got a show on Sirius XM and he went somewhere to speak. And he he was talking about this AP uh, African-American studies program in Florida. He went to speak and somebody asked him about it. He said, you know what? He said, I don't know why we can't have that program or why Florida can't have that program. Um, If your kids feel bad or you think your kids are going to feel bad about the true history of this country, he said, you're a bad parent because you haven't told your kids Mm -hmm. about the history of this country. You're right. a bad parent. And, and that's a lot of it, man. A lot of it. A lot of these kids, their parents have never told them the true history. What is the real deal about America? Everybody has contributed to this country. These people contributed. This is what they did. No, they don't get that. All they show, if you learn that, I don't want you feeling bad about yourself because such and such said something about this or that. I mean, that is a cop out big time. I- I think that that's a small majority of people. I really do believe that. Mm. However, that small, I said small majority, a small minority of people. Those people, however, that small minority has the big voices. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's all they are because their kids and these are the people that will hide that information from their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go into class today and they start talking about Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King Jr. and stuff like that, you make sure you tell us because we don't feel that you should be. Uh, <clears throat> they should. You should feel guilty about what people did in the past. I think the majority of white folks in this country. Their kids are going to find out about African-American history. Absolutely. Absolutely. And their parents are going to teach them about that. But it's a small minority of people that have political voices 
that are making the biggest stink. And yeah. I don't understand. And, and, and I think newspapers and I think uh, uh, television stations, the media that way, they are complicit in showing these people, mm-hmm. you know, because they're making the squeakiest noises. That's right. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the fact that people don't want to know or learn about the truth because they feel that they're going to hurt their kids. Well, their kids are going to find out one way or the other. Yeah, one way or the other. They're going to find out. And then they may come back and say, hey, um, how come you guys didn't didn't mention this to us? You know, how come you guys didn't share this with us? Whatever. Yeah. Because they know it. Right. They know it. And we yeah. have, we have, and I, I know they don't listen to our podcast, we have some friends in Indy who live just a couple doors down from us who are from West Virginia. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but yeah, they're whatever. from West Virginia. <laughs> and they have two kids like us. And the oldest son, who's just a maybe a couple years younger than Alex, and their parents, they have no communications at all. Mm. None. And it's been that way for probably five, six years. Wow. And the mom was talking to Lynn, and 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 we have had issues, not with them personally, but their political views are totally off the wall. And the, the son literally has said that you indoctrinated, indoctrinated me on all this Fox stuff that is wrong mm. and basically has kept his kids from the grandparents because they basically have had this really, really conservative view on issues and has indoctrinated the kids. And as he's grown up and gotten married and so on, he's looked back and said, what my parents did to me was wrong. Yeah. And they have little or no communications together. Now that's, that's sad. Yeah. Very sad. You know, but that's what we're talking about. Yeah. But, you know, we've 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 chatted about it. Now, other people, friends and I, we've talked about it. it's like this issue of this, this racial issue in America. We didn't create it. We didn't create this. We, we people say, well, you guys need to do something. No, we don't need to do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to do anything about it. You need to educate yourself. You need to take. But like like I said before, man, most. Most white people in America don't have to be concerned about you or I. They don't have to. They don't have to come into our world. On the other hand, we have to live in their world 24-7, 365. You know, that's that's just the way it is. But like they say, most what, 75 percent of white folks don't have any black friends that they can name. I mean, it's it's this is not our issue to to fix. It's their issue to fix. And right. they are not interested in fixing it. So this is going to go on. It's going to go on and on and on uh, because they don't see it as an issue that they need to fix. Right. So, yeah. All right. Let's transition. We don't want to 
become Debbie Downers or anything. Nah, nah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on our mind? What's on your mind, man? What well, you know, I got I got some I got a hometown story, man, that I, I want to throw out to you tonight. I don't know if you're aware or not, but um, my nephew, um, CJ, you know, CJ, right? Right. You know, CJ, well, he, he's got a thing going there in town. Comedy show. Yeah. And it's booming, man. It's booming. Um, it's great for the community. He had a show last night. Uh, but before they were only doing shows like it was during the weekday. I think it was like once a month. Well, now uh, the show has gotten really, really good and, and it's getting gotten so many great reviews. They've added weekend shows now. Oh, cool. So it's something that the community has need. They the community needed some form of entertainment and he's providing that man. So um, it, it is great. Uh, he brings in a lot of comedians uh, that, you know, from out of town, they come there, they do their act. He's the host of the show, so he's bringing in other comedians. It's just a cool thing, man, that, that's going on in our old, old hometown. And uh, I'm really proud of him, man, for what he's doing. He's, he's, he's doing something very beneficial for the community. And now where's he hosting the uh, shows at? It's, it's downtown, right? You know where the old First Federal Bank used to be? Yeah, right there on the corner. So right, yeah, so right next to the first, I forgot what was in that, what was used to be there next to First Federal. But now there's a place called the Bourbon Barrel Tavern. Right, right. So they've got a little bar in the back, and then out front is where the comedy act, they got a stage. It's sort of like an improv type environment, mm-hmm. uh, but it's right there on the square. And uh, the shows are always well attended. Uh, I mean, really great for the community, man. It, it gives the community something that they've never had. And uh, they started to bring in bands every now and then. Um, you know, live entertainment. So it, it's really cool to see that, uh, you know, he's doing this. He started this and um, he's he's keeping it going. And like he had a, had a show last night. So uh, it's just great for the community. And, and we're all proud of him for doing his thing, man. Yeah, good for him. He went out to L.A. once, didn't he? He went out to L.A., uh, participated in someone else's show. They invited him to come out. Uh, He had an article written about him. Uh, There's another young man who is looking to open an entertainment venue in Hodgenville. And he wants to bring in comedians and and all different types of things. So um, things are things are turning the corner, man. You, You got some people there with some vision that can see that this place is ripe for something, you know, <laughs> that, something that different, something different. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, he and, 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 and CJ are doing it. Uh, but it, it's really cool to, uh, to see the community embrace, uh, it's called E-Town comedy nights, but it's cool to see the community embrace that and people come out and supporting it, man. So every time I'm there, when he has a show, I make sure I go and check it out, support him uh, and and the other comedians that come into town to do their thing. So it's really cool. Are people really from E-Town coming out and supporting? There's people coming from everywhere, man. You okay. know, uh, it, it's and the place is usually, you know, packed in there. There's usually a great crowd uh, coming out to, to see the acts, man. So, smoking or non-smoking? I, uh, I always uh, have to ask. Yeah, not no no smoking. Uh, no smoking in the venue. They do serve alcohol because now, you know, uh, E-Town's wet now. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, but uh, it's it's a cool, cool venue. Like I said, you come in the side door to the place. There's a bar in the back. They've got TVs, you know, you watch sports and whatnot. And then you come into the front. That's where the stage is. And and it's 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 cool, man. It's it's a start of something that could turn into something a lot bigger. So nice. 
Tell him congratulations when you get a chance to talk. Will do, man. Will do. You know, I may try to. I think it it might be interesting, man. Maybe we can reach out. I can reach out to him. We get him to be a guest on our on our broadcast, man. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be nice. You know, I'll I'll reach out to him and uh, and see if we can get him uh, to be on our podcast, man. Because he's he's doing something really great for the community, and it's good to see. So I'll reach out and make that happen, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look forward to that. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, have you ever heard of the this guy by the name of Solomon Pena? I have. I, I got wind of him last week when they were slapping the cuffs on his behind and leading <laughs> him away. <laughs> Solomon Pena, infamously known as an election denier in New Mexico, I take it. Yep. Uh, he ran in, a, in an election and lost the election and got upset, said that he had won the election. And, you know, this craziness that's going around all these election deniers like uh, Orange Jesus and mm-hmm. Carrie Lake Carrie and all, Lake. Those, all those folks. You know, Carrie Lake declared herself the official governor of Arizona, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> these people are unhinged, man. Oh. They have no shame. They have no shame. Oh, and it, to God. me, it just makes it, it. You're supposed to be educated people, man. You're supposed to be educated people. She's she's a broadcaster. She's, she's a, a broadcast journalist. It makes you look stupid as hell. Oh, my God. Makes you look stupid as hell. You you lost, and like this lady said, man, when she was she was one of the people that her house got shot, mm-hmm. you know, and she said it plain, man. She said, you know, back in the day, when you lost to something, you congratulated the person who won, and you went on and you tried to get better and come back and be better. She's yeah. like, what is this? People get mad because they lose, and in this case, you're gonna shoot up my house <laughs> and hire some other people to and hire some other people to do it. <laughs> Ah oh, man, I tell you, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, that's you know. Once again, here we have you know, uh, Cheeto Jesus. <laughs> his, his tentacles are reaching down, and the sad part about it is that all these folks are going to jail except his ass. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, and you go do this, you go do this. It's gonna be wild. We're gonna do this, and all these people, thousands of people are going to jail and his ass is sitting down in Mar-a-Lago and nothing's happening to him. Nope. And he's laughing. Yep. He's laughing. Yep. Yep. And it, it, it's, it's sad, man, that, uh, I mean, he, he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. And these people who have, you know, they've sold their soul to the orange devil it's like, you know, this man, the first chance he gets, he's going to throw you all the way under the bus. <laughs> you heard he's, it. You he's heard done it. it. You heard oh, him about silk. He just threw silk's ass on yes, the bus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this man is all about me. He's all about the, him. That's it. And so all these people who like, you know, they cling to his every word and and they just, you know, like you say, they they bend over and just, just take it from him. It's like this dude don't care nothing about you, yeah. man. He don't well, care. Not a so, damn thing about you. Here, here's, silk. here's these two black women who came to prominence, Diamond and Silk, conservative, mm-hmm. following his ass around, lapping up his 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 gizmo. Mm-hmm. OK, and then. 
Diamond dies, he gives a eulogy and goes, I don't even know, Silk. Right, right. <laughs> and he's been, they've been in his face for years now. Yep. They were they were some of his staunchest supporters. Yeah, these black <laughs> women that are supporting him and 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 fighting for him, and then Diamond dies, and he says he's never heard of her sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk that, about yeah. Talk yeah. about getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 that's bad. That is really bad. <laughs> but that's him. That's him. That's, that's him. him. And, and I think, you know, when people realize, you know, when 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 the when the chickens come home to roost and they realize, well, he didn't care nothing about me. Yeah, you're damn right. He didn't care. Now, people told you he didn't care nothing about you, but you yeah. didn't believe it. You didn't believe it. But he's not he's not a Democrat. So therefore, whatever he does is fine. Yep. You know, oh, well, yeah, yep. yep. So yeah, I, I heard that that he just dissed Silk and I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, that that's that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> and then he gave remarks today. You know, we had another mass shooting, right? And he gave some remarks there, and somehow it turned into him uh, saying that the defendants, the people January sixth, the insurrectionists, they were treated so badly. I mean, this dude, he 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 has he's an idiot, man. He is a plum idiot. That you can't speak some words of comfort or something during a time where we've had another mass shooting, innocent people getting killed, and all you can harken back to is those people at the insurrection were treated so bad. Me, really? Yeah, they I, were treated worse than this this guy or these. Yeah, people. it's like, come on, man. I don't know why people allow him to. Well, I do. I get it. I, <laughs> I get. I get why they want him to speak at their venues and they shove a mic in his face. And but I'm thinking like, why don't you people not give him any air? Don't give him any oxygen. Don't feed him. You know. And we maybe this dude will go away. He maybe he'll go away. That's you a know? pipe dream because his entire premise in life is not to go away. Yeah. So, you know, and they've had their opportunities to kick his ass to the curb mm-hmm. so many times. And if they, they're they so powerless and they're such punk asses, as we mentioned before, yeah. that, you know, if they would have done that, you know, years ago, he would be out of the picture. Yep. But now his tentacles are so damn long and you're Mm -hmm. you're allowing these people to be elected to political office. All these these laws are being created out of a lie. Yep. It's amazing. I mean, I'm sitting here reading the 9-11, not the 9-11, the uh, January 6th report. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating that I, I hope that everybody reads it, okay, number one, especially Republicans, because all these people told his ass, you lost. They're all yep. on record. You lost. And he just kept saying, I won. No, you lost. Well, you need to do this. We can't do this. You lost. But this is what I heard. This is what's going on. You lost. They counted three times. You lost. 
but this is what happened. No, you mm-hmm. lost. And these aren't lies. These are people that have taken sworn oaths. This is what happened. Yep. And these people, they won't read the report because well, of course they, don't, not. they don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to understand that they voted for a friggin' idiot. Yep. They don't want to believe how stupid and gullible I could have been to vote for that idiot. Yep. That's the truth. That is the truth. Yeah. yeah. That is the truth. So sad, sad, sad state of affairs. We we find ourselves in now because of a lie. And like I said, if, if these folks had it did what they were supposed to have done when he was impeached twice, they, if they had the moral perpetuity to convict him, we wouldn't be dealing with this foolishness now. He wouldn't be announcing he's going to run again. Dude, you were impeached and you were convicted. Sit your ass down. <laughs> you know, but no, they they didn't they didn't do that. After all of them came out and said, yeah, you know, he's responsible. He shares responsibility. But you, you don't have the courage to cast the vote. So your talk is useless. Right. Useless. Useless. So, yep. So what else is on your mind, my friend? We're at the top of the hour. We're on you, man. What's what's going on? Well, I since we wow, man, there's there's been a lot of folks, man, that have left this world. You know, uh, we 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 didn't talk about any of those, but David Crosby died. Uh, I don't know if you're a big Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young fan. I, I yes, listen sir. to a lot of their stuff. Yep. Uh, he's one of the legends of, of of rock music, pop music, rock, whatever you want to call it. Um, Lisa Marie Presley left this world. I mean, gosh, so many people have passed away, man. It's, it's like, well, every time you turn around, there was somebody, uh, somebody dying. So, uh, it's just, uh, you know, time is not as long as it used to be, my friend. No, (laughs) you know, no, uh, I have, gosh, a lot of Crosby, Steele's, Mass and Young, uh, in my in my playlist. Yep, and so do I. I don't think I have one Lisa Marie Presley song in my in my I, playlist. I actually do, man. I have a song. She did a remake of a Don Henley track called "Dirty Laundry." Okay. So she did a remake of that, and she did a good job. She did a very good job with that song. So that's the yeah. only song I have uh, in my playlist uh, that she did. But she was she was not a bad uh, musician. Uh, when it came to uh, you know performing, she was not a bad musician. But that is one song I've got in the playlist. Like I said Don Henley did it first, and she yeah. put her spin on it. So uh, if you're looking for something new and interesting to add to your list, uh, check that out. Uh, but yeah, I I love the I love Crosby, Stills and Nash. It's it's the harmony those guys had when you listen right. to those songs. It's that harmony. Uh, you know, he was with the birds at first. I love a lot of the bird stuff. Got a lot of that stuff in my playlist. But, uh, you know, a lot of folks, man, have just had left this world and some of them left a big mark in this world. And, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, did uh, their work will be be around for a long time. I mean, we'll we'll probably be listening to Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young for forever, forever, you know, because yeah. the work was that good. Right. You know, so. A lot of those songs in which we've talked about this hundreds of times, especially the 60s and 70s, all that music during that time period, 
is will last forever because it was prior to digital. Mm-hmm. You know, what you listen to on vinyl is what you heard live. That's right. You know, there wasn't in, there wasn't a lot of digital stuff that went on until the, probably the latter part of the 70s when uh, Roger Trapman uh, started coming out and doing some things with some digital things like that. Yeah. But all that music from the 60s and the 70s was all during the civil rights movement, the feminist movement, mm-hmm. uh, the anti-war movement. America, I don't know how we survived that time period except without the grace of God because – a lot of things were going on. I mean, yep. you're talking about lots of baby boomers. Mm-hmm. You know, you think, you know, after World War II, which ended in 1945, you go 13 years or you go 15 years, and that's 1960. Yep. Okay, so all those kids that were born, you know, right after the war, that were war babies, they all grew up in the 60s. So, you think there were four or five million soldiers that came back from war and it wasn't like it is today where you go for six months and come back. Those soldiers that left um, in World War II, they didn't come back until the war was over. That's right. So they had a lot of making up to do. And so lots of lots of babies were born Mm -hmm. in that time period. World War II, the Korean War and so on. So that music of the... um, 60s and 70s were a lot of those people that grew up, you know, as a result of uh, the greatest generations passing on, you know, um, their genes to their kids and so forth. Right, so, right. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. It was awesome back then. Yeah, yeah, that was, like I said, we've talked about it so many times, man. That was the soundtrack, 60s and the 70s, uh, you know, that was the soundtrack of our youth, <laughs> you know, provided by W-I-E-L, Elizabethtown. <laughs> and Quixie. And Quixie, yeah. W-L-O-U. W-L-O-U, yeah, th- those were the soundtracks of our youth, man, and uh, like you say, we were exposed to, it wasn't just R&B, and we were exposed to everything, man, and that's why we now, we just, we listen to everything, we appreciate everything, yeah. uh, that, you know, who would think that two black guys would have Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young in their playlist? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so what else, my friend? Um you know, like I said, we're a little bit past the top of the hour. This is our first show back. So, you know, we started getting our pipes back on us, but uh, it's good to be back. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find our groove here in 2023 and get back on it. Get back yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 So we just wanted to mention a few things, talk about a few uh, topics that was on our mind. Uh, we could probably go on for another hour or so. <laughs> But I think we've hit a few uh, choice topics for this evening, and uh, uh, we'll look forward to uh, uh, getting some more topics as we uh, continue forward for uh, next week. Well, one more thing before we shut it okay. down, and okay. I think okay. we I think we talked about this before we came on air, and that is the issue right now with the classified documents and Biden. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm just like when this when this came out, I'm like, come on, Biden, no, no, because he had been so vocal 
about uh, Orange Julius Caesar and, and what was going on with him in classified documents. Now you got the issue. But there's a difference. He, he between, wasn't as vocal as saying that he's doing bad stuff. No. His his him being vocal is basically saying that I'm not going to get involved. Right. And I'm going to let the Justice Department do what he does, do what they do. Yeah. And let let things play out as they play out. Right. He's never wished any harm or anything like that. No. But, no. you know, with them finding documents, you know, at his place, you know, it's it's you're not supposed to have classified documents. Right. Right. However. Yeah. This, yeah however, comma. <laughs> <laughs> however, when they found documents, they Turn it over immediately. Right, immediately. And yeah. they're gonna they're gonna keep looking. They're gonna keep looking, and they probably find some more documents. I think they found another. Yeah, they found document today, yep. or yesterday, yep. or something. Yep, yep. So yeah, they found a, a dozen documents or so. Yeah, I think they like found that. six or something like that. Six or so after. Yeah, it wasn't a lot, but still, they were yeah. found. And 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 my thing is, it's like there's a serious breakdown in process here breakdown the process you you when you get classified information you get it from somewhere somebody gave it to you correct so when you're done with it it came out of a container or repository somewhere somebody should be saying hey we didn't get these documents back today maybe we got to go find out where they are there were some serious gaps in processes here serious gaps in both cases in biden's case that's what happened. Somebody did not verify that when those documents, when he was done with them or whoever, people on his staff, they're reviewing them. Why didn't those documents either get put back in that safe at the end of the day, inventory taken to make sure they were there, or they were turned back in to a registry or something who issued them out? In Knucklehead's case, he told people to box up these documents. Those people should have known this information don't belong to you, bub. <laughs> this information is property of the U.S. government. Therefore, you cannot take it. They didn't have the the, the wherewithal to say that. So let me say, let me say this. I mean, don't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's good. By the time of the end of his administration, who in the fuck was left? Right. right. They're, they're bringing in, right. <laughs> you know, Billy Clyde Tuggle from <laughs> All My Children to to do this stuff. Yeah. They're, they're bringing in George Jefferson from, you know, uh, all, all in the family to do this stuff because everybody else had friggin' left. Yep. There was yep. nobody left around. So they just, you OK, you go do this. You go do this. Right. Right. Put this over there. They right. don't know what the hell's they don't right. know what the hell's going on. Hell, right. Jared Kushner didn't even have top secret clearance, right. but right. they gave it to him. So right. you think he he gave a damn about who was going to box stuff up? He probably said. Put this over there, and they probably went, "Okay, boss, here yep. we go." And he yep. says, "Top secret." Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, I guess he has the right to have it. Yep, they, yep, he, uh, yep. And now uh, these, now these Republican bozos. It, it, it's amazing to watch these people, man. When when the Orange Julius, when his issue came up, I didn't hear anybody wanting to know. Well, we need visitor logs to who got into that house and yeah. who was in there and who had. Now that it's Biden, this our knucklehead senator from our old home state, he's leading the charge. I want visitor records of who's been in Biden's house. Really? <laughs> I mean, really? 
Yeah. I mean, it's 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 amazing how to see how hypocritical these people are. You you can see it one way, but you can't see it when your boy was involved in it. Yeah. So I I Biden, I applaud him uh, for like, hey, man, you know, y'all come in, do what you got to do. I'm not going to stand in the way versus obstructing the process, stealing, claiming that they're yours and all this foolishness. It, I think Biden's going to come out all right. But it is bad. It shows a serious lack in somebody not following the process as it pertains to the safeguarding and accountability of classified information. That's that's what I get it from. Someone who has been involved in the business for 40 some years. That's what it says to me. There's a breakdown in the process. So, yeah. 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 So that's all I wanted to throw in there, my friend. Yeah, I know. One thing, <laughs> sure. You know, we had a, a president for eight years that um, had zero issues as yep. he left office. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was uh, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. You know, a man that, you know, a lot of folks hated because of his melanin in his skin. Mm-hmm. And um, he had an, an office. He had an administration that was straight up and not a lot of people left the administration. Uh, there was no one that was, uh, to my knowledge, uh, accu- accused of any crimes or anything mm-hmm. like that. And so he had a straight up administration with no issues. Nope, not at all. Now, I, I guarantee you he's probably looking over his shoulder like, damn, do I have some documents? <laughs> right. <laughs> Michelle's hey, like, we got any documents in his house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, who's been dead for 100 years, is probably waking up going, damn, I wonder if I had some documents. Yep. How about the Panama yep. Canal? Did I, did I yep. have those documents around? <laughs> yeah, I went to wipe my ass, and there was a piece of paper over there, and it, I went to set it down and forgot about it. Oh, my goodness. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, nah, no, no drama for eight years. No drama. That, 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 is, uh, that, is, that is amazing, and it's, uh, it's something to be proud of, man. Something to be proud of. You know, that uh, you left everything intact and uh you weren't impeached twice <laughs> you, uh, you weren't uh lawsuits brought against anybody in your administration like you said nobody went to jail didn't show a coochie to everybody right right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah your wife didn't uh want to decorate the, the the white house for christmas and all this foolishness didn't didn't make you know comments that were unkind to people i mean it's like no drama for eight years, man. It's so nice. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah. So nice. So anyway. Yeah, I guess you can say Joe caused a little drama since he took classified documents and he was a. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think Biden's going to be all right because people have to see, you know, hey, I'm cooperating, man. I ain't trying to hide nothing. I ain't telling nobody to hide nothing. Come in and do what you got to do. I'm open about it versus these are my documents. I ain't giving them back. And by the way, you lie and tell them I did give them back. And it's like, no, <laughs> Biden is cooperating fully and you got to respect that. But as I said, it's a breakdown in process. Yep. So we'll leave it at that. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. All right, my friend. Uh, well, I think we've uh, stuck a fork in this, in we this have. episode. And, it is uh, <laughs> we're going to uh, move forward from there. 
And we hope that people out there that are listening or have listened in the past continue to do so. We'll we'll be back uh, as often as we can and uh, hopefully bring some information that you may be interested in. If not, then we'll just have this for prosperity, posterity for us to listen to ourselves as we get older. That's right. And our, <laughs> our kids and, and maybe grandkids. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. All right. So well, we'll be signing off. Uh, I'm Steve. And, and I'm Wayne. And I'll say my last few words are Shiliamo Dopo. And I will bid you sayonara until the next time. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.